Shuby. Shuby makes it easy to take your customer service to the next level. Show your clients you care with their full line of extra-large, extra-durable products made specifically to protect their home or business. Shuby products were made by service professionals for service professionals. None of those cheap, thin shoe covers that tear on the job. Their booties are made tough. They have surface protection products for every floor type to make sure you don't leave behind scuffs or scrapes. And don't forget their coveralls, made with an extra long torso for ease of motion while keeping your uniform clean all day. Let Shuby prevent the hassle of cleanup by preventing the mess in the first place. Put your best foot forward with Shuby today. Visit their website at www.shuby.com or give them a call today and mention coupon code SGIPOD10 to receive 10% off your next order. Welcome to the Successful Contractor, powered by CertainPath, formerly Success Group International, a show for residential contractors about residential contractors. We chronicle business journeys, share insights, and celebrate successes in this wonderful industry. I'm your host, Bob Houchin. As a reminder, all episodes of the Successful Contractor are available on YouTube as well as your podcast player of choice. And yes, you heard me correctly, SGI is now CertainPath. We've rebranded ourselves under a name that we believe best represents what we do for residential contractors, and that's put them on a certain path to success. For more information on what we can do for you, visit our new site, www.mycertainpath.com, or give us a call at 866-299-8505. Today's show is an interview I recorded a couple months ago, which was Zach Worley, an electrician from Safe Electric in Columbus, Ohio. Zach sold and installed $570,000 in residential electrical work last year. I texted him last week about his numbers thus far this year. He's already sold and installed over $400,000, and that's, again, by the end of June, and he's targeting between $750,000 and $800,000 by the end of this year. Uh, Zach will share with you and me his service call process. I hope you enjoy the conversation and take away another two. Zach, thank you so much for sitting down with me and, and talking with me today. I really appreciate it. Uh, for those who haven't had the pleasure of meeting you, could you kind of share your name, your company name, where you guys are located? Yeah, absolutely. I'm Zach. Um, I'm from Safe Electric, and we're based in Columbus, Ohio. We are, we're talking today, you had an awesome year last year, right? I, you became a crown champion, which is awesome. Kind of share with everyone, what did you do in terms of uh, total revenue last year? Um, I did 569967 dollars and... I was 33 off from 570, which is why I know that. I was just going to say, <laughs> oh, that's really impressive. You had that down exactly. Yeah, yeah I was pretty, pretty annoyed about that, but yeah. uh, almost 570. Um, and uh, I think my average ticket was about 16, was over 16, almost 17. That's awesome. And um, I want to say I did about 82% close rate. That's incredible. That's great. Yeah. Do you, what's your goal for this year? Uh, I wanted to break... Six. My goal's just been to hit six, yeah. and so it's just stayed at six. Yeah. Um, Are so, you pacing at that? Or? Yeah, I've been. Yeah, I, I paced at it last year, and then actually I got COVID, and I think oh. I would have hit it if I yeah. <laughs> if it wasn't for those two weeks. So yeah. during yeah. COVID, yeah, yeah it just yeah. messes everything up. Yeah. So well, that's all right. That's that's pretty good. Even at that number, you can you can survive on that. Yeah. So that's exciting. Yeah. Now I know you work for your dad, right? So uh, I'm sure that you're in in the electrical industry. Absolutely. But maybe I want to hear your you you tell a story. So when were you know running tools to him and all that kind of stuff back in the day? So yeah, I mean my whole life, I mean he's I I was like I mean when I was a kid I was like get him a screwdriver, <laughs> but uh, then 
I really got into it in probably 2015. I had just got out of, uh, well, 2014, I got out of high school. I didn't know what I was going to do. Sure. I made the mistake of going to college and taking out loans. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and uh, I ended up, I left college and I was working as a general manager, actually, at a uh, Jersey Mike's. Oh, and I was okay. working part-time, so I didn't have a day off. I was working part-time. We weren't an SGI yet. Yeah. And um, uh, so I was working as a general manager there part-time, and I was just kind of going back and forth between the two, and then yeah. I was like, you know, I don't want to work here forever, obviously, so I didn't know what I was going to do. Sure. So my dad was just like, hey, well, just come work for me full-time. So I started doing that. Um, so right when, did, around, when was that, yeah? That would have been... 2017 okay. about is when I really got into it full time and I left my other jobs 2017 2018 yeah um, and uh, I started full time there and you knew the you knew the trade because you've been yeah, with no yeah so I time. and we then so I we, I was doing commercial work some some of the time like we okay. weren't doing and we weren't doing it the way I got started but uh, we were doing whole house rewires and stuff mm -hmm. for contractors okay so. And then, so you've seen that you've been there with the whole emergence of Safe Electric because your whole yeah. company has just taken off. Yeah. What did you guys end up doing last year total? Four point no four million. We just broke four million. Just broke four. Yeah. I mean, you guys were like what half under half a million. Not that long. <laughs> Every time yeah. I talk to dad, he's like, "Oh, it goes. Yeah, it just went up another." I did more in sales last year than we did total the year I started. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? Yeah, yeah it that's is. just so, amazing. Well, that's just what. But where we've been from SGI, like seriously, this stuff. So well, you guys are all hard workers. I mean, yeah. listen, to you, hey, I'm working part time as a general manager here, or doing this. Knowing your dad, I mean, he he was working twelve different. You know, he had yeah. the flipping houses and he had the company. Yeah. He was just trying to figure a way. That's when I was working for him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You guys are trying to figure it out. I yeah. mean, you're smart guys, hard workers. You just needed a little direction, and here you are. Uh -huh. Let's talk about your you know your progression in this. I mean, you knew the trade, right? But it's the soft skills, the talking to people, you know. The mechanics of a call. When did you? How did you learn all this? Did you go to Learning Alliance or how? What was your training like? Uh, it was. I just learned from being on the job. So yeah. he was flipping those houses, and that's really where I got the experience from. So I was never at a point where, like, I mean, I felt like I was almost the new build person, if that makes sense. Where I learned all this stuff. So I was putting in. You know, we were doing panels, arc faults. Everything got permitted. So yeah. I was, you know, pulling wire, dropping switch legs and stuff. Sometimes it was completely gutted. Sometimes it wasn't. Yeah. So I mean, I feel like that was the best way for me personally to learn the trade was sure. just to go through and rewire those homes. You sure. Know? So I got to see the whole from start to finish of a mm. of a house. So. How, how about the sales end of it though? You, that's a technical part. But how about you know the approach to the home? The approach. And, yeah, all that stuff that leads to the sales. You know, did you just learn with your dad? I know he's gone through training and everything. Or no, or... we had a lot of. Trial and error with, you know, just watching the videos, doing role-playing. Yeah. Um, we weren't even, I mean, we were running calls, and I mean, I was showing up in a pair of jeans and a T-shirt. <laughs> so <laughs> Things have changed a little bit. Yeah, yeah, so, I mean, we learned a lot, um, yeah. and uh, just trial and error and trying to implement stuff. I mean, it wasn't overnight, but, I mean, sure. just, you just keep on, every year it's going to get a little bit better, and yeah. where, what's it going to take to get to the next step. Yeah. Um, so, to get... For me, for sales, um, you know, I was watching other people do it. And Tom, um, who's we coming in tonight. Before we hit record. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead, give Tom a shout out, right? He's another yeah. Tom's crown champion. Crown champion coming in tonight. And um, he's the one who actually trained me in sales. He came from Virginia, and he was working for a company that was very similar uh, to the way that SGI runs. Yeah. Um, and he came over, and we... And 
we got to see it firsthand. And yeah. so he, I think kind of he took did, you under his wing a little bit. Yep. Yeah. I think he did 450 his first year. And then my next year was with my next year, my next 10 months. I think that was his first 10 months was 450. And then my next 10 months um, was 409. And so now, like ever since then, and then it's like we had two guys doing it. So we're like, hey, we're figuring this out. So, yeah. And not to say that the other guys weren't doing it yeah. either, but yeah. they, but. No, the numbers you guys are putting up, everyone's doing pretty yeah. well. Yeah. So. I think we're going to have four next year here, maybe That's five. That's awesome. So. That's incredible. That's yeah. incredible. All right, let's talk about the mechanics of the call a little bit and what you do to, to be so successful. Um, you're dispatched to a call. What do you do to kind of prepare, whether it's mentally or to learn maybe more about the customer? I guess you're getting pretty good notes, right, from, yeah. from your dispatch team. Yeah. Kind of talk about what you do as you drive to your, your next service call. Um, I just kind of... I listen to some music normally. Um, mm -hmm. I always look at the house before I go there. Like I just want to know if you know if we've been out there and what what we've done. If yep. we haven't been out there, I, I always look at the age of the home. Yep. In Columbus, it's it could be built in 1880 or it could be this year. So sure, sure. So I like to know what I'm getting into a little bit beforehand. Yeah. Um, but uh, just mentally preparing, as you know, I try and no matter what the last call was, whether I just well, actually, if I actually just crushed it, then I'm fine with that. I'm thinking, <laughs> <laughs> You're feeling pumped, right? You're feeling good. good about it. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, just try to clear my mind and focus only on what I'm going to next. Right, so. right. So, all right, you pull up to the house. You know, you, you, you get out of the door. You walk quickly. You know, you yeah. knock. You back up. You smile. You wave, and you know, someone greets you. You come inside. Now you start. You know, obviously, rapport is huge. You yeah. know. You're trying to build a relationship. What do you do to start building rapport? Is it do you the guy that that gives a compliment, or do you like to just start open ended questions about something you notice about the house, or what do you do? I give a compliment. I prefer to give a compliment if it's genuine. If there's nothing for me, yeah, <laughs> if there's nothing that pops out, I'm not gonna. You know, I don't want to sound fake. I don't want to say anything. Um, I like to garden, so if someone's growing some stuff, I'll I'll comp I'll talk about what they're growing if I know what it is. And I'll be yeah. like, oh, that's cool. You know, um, you know whether. I talk about uh, really anything that um, I can think of yeah. just to try and break the ice before. I always introduce myself and my apprentice okay. every time. So. And you always have an apprentice with you for the most I part? I always have an apprentice with me. So, you know, first thing is we introduce, we start talking about it. I try and um, associate myself to the area as much as possible. So okay. I'm from a spot called Clintonville and... You know, anywhere, anytime I'm in there, I tell people, oh, I grew up right down the street. They're like, yeah, I yeah. lived here my whole life. Um, and then I moved, I mean, I moved all over Columbus. So I yeah. like to say, oh, I used to live right now. <laughs> yeah. People, people like the neighbor thing. So. 100%. 100%. Early in the call, um, do you try and establish yourself as, you know, we say establish yourself as the, as the expert before going to why they call? Because you're a young looking guy. I'm like, holy cow, just get right out of high school. Yeah. You know, like, I get that sometimes. I right, get that a right. Lot where people are like, are you old enough to be doing this? And yeah, like, right, right. So how do you kind of establish, you know, give the credibility of the company and, and, and for yourself and, and that kind of stuff? Or do you not force it? You just do it later on? I don't force it at the door or anything. It depends on the situation. If it's a diagnostic, I tell, you know, I want to take the, the ease. I want to take the customer's mind off the yeah. problem, like immediately and just let them know, put them at ease. So right. uh, I'll tell them, uh, you know, I've been doing like I've been doing this for most of my life. You know, we're family owned and operated. There's not something that I'm going to get this working for you today. You know, so I'll just kind of go through. And there's a couple. It all depends on the situation, but I'll go through and build my value statement for the diagnostic. And then I always, you know, sometimes I'll if it's a quote or something, I'll go down there and I'm like, 
yeah, you know, body language says a lot too. And so sure. I'll be like, man, you called the right guy out here. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So yeah. like when yeah. they see that, the confidence in there. Right. And I think that that has them feeling a little bit better about it. And they're not, they're not thinking about my age anymore. And then if I get technical with them or start talking about it, they're like, okay, he knows what he's yeah. yeah, yeah. How long do you typically will you talk with someone in like in the foyer or in a living room? Does it just kind of depend? As long as possible. Like okay. as, long so as, you don't they, push as long it. as they want to talk, you know. Yeah. I'm super comfortable with talking to somebody in their house because the longer that they talk, people are going to buy from people that they like, and, you yeah. know, and I want... And it's not even about that, you know. I'm I'm in their house, you know. They have me out there. If someone came out, I didn't want to talk to me. I'd feel weird about it. Yeah, <laughs> so, right, 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 right. So. How do you handle those those D personalities that like guys that are working and they're like, oh yeah, come in, come in, right there, and they do the point kind of thing. How do you establish control of that? Um, I I ask them before, so if they're like on the phone, they point to it, you know. Like I'll kind of I'll 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 almost wait for them, like you know, I'll let them know that I'm that I need to talk to them and I'll ask them specifically like, Hey, is this something that, um, we, or is this something that, this is something that we need to, are you going to have time to talk to me today? Yeah. Basically. Sorry, yeah. I there, but, no, that's all right. Um, are you going to have time to talk to me today? Um, I'm going to need uh, at least 20 minutes of your time today where we can actually talk and go over this. And then, um, they, right. you know, they, they normally make the time for me once I say that, that it's important, you know, they want to know. So. Right. Right. So let's say, um, Let's say you you know it's a uh, you, someone's calling you out to install a ceiling fan, right? They're not looking for you to, to look at the house and do a safety inspection. It's in the family room or whatever. Um, how do you kind of get them to start thinking about a safety inspection? Like I know you're here, I'm here to hang this, but you know, explain the value to that. Yeah, I want to make sure that I. So I tell them, yeah, I know. So I can definitely get the fan for you up today, but um, for me to install this, I actually, I'm actually going to do a 10 point keep it safe inspection. And that's just to make sure that I'm installing it on a safe circuit to make sure that the rest of it's safe as well. Okay. Um, and that if I install this, you know, the, the circuit can handle it. Okay. Very good. To say that. And, and so basically in, in any kind of situation, your, your goal is to what? To get to the panel is your next step to go yeah, from there absolutely. and move out. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. And what, and what do you say? Like someone's like, you know, why do you need to look in the, you know, if they push back at all, like, why do you really need to look at like, like, what does that mean? Like, I, I just want you to hang it. Why can't you just do that? And I can, and then I'll say, well, you know, if I hang this and, you know, it stops working <laughs> because of something else going on, you know, then you're going to call me. I just want to make sure that this is safe and that installed correctly for you. And yeah. So that makes sense. Now you, you mentioned the diagnostics. You, you guys sell those, obviously, you don't yeah. just agree. Well, you know, so if, Say I'm that type of customer. Hey, I called you out for a service fee, right? And then all of a sudden, you haven't touched anything, and you're telling me I got you're selling me on a diagnostic. How those crotchety guys like me? How do you handle how do you handle I, those yeah, guys? I, I get that sometimes. Yeah. but our dispatchers do a phenomenal job of telling them. You know that doesn't come with any diagnostics. So we've actually had oh, a lot less. You put of that, that into the script. Yeah. So if they say something's not working. Um, they say, you know, it's a $69 service fee, and that brings them with the fully stocked, mm -hmm. uh, with a with the warehouse on wheels, and um, then it says, you know, if they actually have to do a diagnostic or get into diagnosing if the problem's not there, then that's going to be a separate charge. So most people aren't surprised. That's great. Um, so I haven't gotten that in a while. Um, but if somebody was surprised about it, you know, I just kind of go through and try to let them know, like, you know, I'm going to take this whole circuit apart. I'm going to have to back all these out. This could take all day, you know, yeah. and I try just to explain to them that it can take a while sometimes. So. Yeah, for sure. So um, do you like to have the homeowner go with you during the inspection or you just kind of whatever goes, whatever it goes? goes. If yeah. they're there, um, it's really awesome to be able to show them like, hey, this is wrong right away. Sometimes it works. Um, 
I, I like I don't prefer either one. Sometimes it's really nice to have the homeowner there to show them like, hey, this is wrong right away. Right. Sometimes it gives me a second to gather what I'm gonna say. Right. <laughs> sure. <laughs> so sure. if they're not there, but whatever happens, you know, it's. I'm comfortable either way. Okay. And do you document it or on a tablet? I, I take a picture of what's wrong, and okay. I normally show them. But it, but if they're there, they know specific. You know, hey, he didn't do that. Like, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, like, yeah this yeah. is mine right here. Like they can see it. So. Right now, so so say okay, I'm, you know, I'm 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 on a call or you're like we're talking. I'm like okay, I got to get back and work on some stuff in the kitchen and. And you notice something like, oh man, this outlet's burnt out. Maybe you didn't notice that or something. Will you grab me at one at a time at each thing you see, or do you kind of wait towards the end because you don't want to over inundate them with different interruptions? Uh, depending on what I see, like if it's something that I see that's like this needs addressed like now, then I'll come pull them. Or if I see something that like, like if it, if it is like a burnt outlet, I'll probably grab you right then and there. Sure. But if it's like you know I'm going down to the panel and that's double tap neutrals or something, then. It's like okay, I'll just write that down. Okay, right, <laughs> so, right. So if it's a safe, maybe if it's a safety issue. If it's a safety issue, <laughs> I show you right away. Is it a code yeah. issue too, or just a safety? Just issue? a safety issue. Okay. If it's just a code thing, if it's a if it's a pressing safety issue, like a safety here now issue. Yeah. So. All right. So so you go, uh, you know, you've got look at the ceiling fan, and and then you know you've gone to the panel. What do you have a natural progression through the home that you'd like to go to, or? Or you just, you know, I guess you ask them, is there any rooms I can't go into, right? Yeah, always. Um, I start at the panel, and I normally say I'm going to start at the panel um, just because I like I, I start at the panel, I'm going to work my way up is what I say, and sure. I'll let you know everything as I, as I or I'm going to write everything down, we'll go over the 10-point. Okay. And so you're, you're right, you still like to handwrite kind of everything, or you guys... I, we have a tablet. I prefer to handwrite the 10-point inspections, but yeah. I don't always do that. I fill it out on the tablet. It does the. It's about the same. So. Yeah. What are What are some things that you are always cognizant of that come up that would always help a homeowner, but also build a ticket? Like you know, what are some things? Grounding, arc fault breakers, surge protection um, are huge. Those are. The, I mean, that has to be my biggest ticket items or like most common. What I sell. My, yeah. Most common upsells: surge, grounding, arc fault breakers. How do you explain what grounding is to to someone like me? No technical background. I'm just here talking. You know, I'm just a guy who talks to people. So I don't. What is what is grounding? What do you uh, what do you explain that? Well, the neutral is a grounded wire, and so you have three wires coming into your house. You know, you have two hots and a neutral. Um, and actually, if the neutral becomes ungrounded, then it can actually ruin all the appliances in your house because it's sending excess voltage oh, wow. to, or sending different voltage, it could be sending 180 to appliances that are only rated for 120. Yeah. So if your house isn't properly grounded, then that can happen. But not only that, it's also if you have a bleed on a motor and you say you're using your washing machine, you don't have ground rods. So you're down in your basement, you're, you're, you're using your washing machine, there's a bleed on that motor to the metal housing on it, and you're standing there and you have it's not grounded and you are, you touch it, you're gonna get shocked. Oh, man. Whereas if you had the ground rods, you'd have the same potential energy. So I'm sure when you explain that to somebody, they're like, Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah see they, <laughs> <laughs> when you say it could you know, this could be detrimental to your any appliance in your house or to this could hurt you. So that yeah. It's normally it's a safety issue at that point and also I don't want to spend the money on that stuff, so let's just get it done. Yeah. You know? Another safety issue is arc arc fault. What how do you explain an arc fault again to Someone, just Joe, homeowner who doesn't know a thing about electrical. Fire guard breakers is the way I what you call is them. what I call them. Um, I normally ask, are you familiar with the term arc fault? Most of the time, I hear no, and I'm like, well, they're fire guard breakers. So you know, you used to have fuses, then they had the push technology. Then in the '60s, they came out with the flip breakers, and that's what's in your panel right now. Mm -hmm. Well, they came out with arc fault breakers, and that's what's the new. If I were to run a circuit today, by law, I have to protect it by arc fault. 
fire, mm -hmm. fire by a fire guard breaker. So to me, it just makes sense to protect, if the new wire needs it, if by law I have to protect that new wire, then your old you wire. All of them, right? Yeah, your old and, wire needs it. And all of a sudden that becomes a panel. It does. Uh, yeah. Later on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Support for this podcast comes from Reem. Brothers Richard and Donald Reem founded Reem Manufacturing Company in Emeryville, California in 1925. The company has produced a number of cutting edge products in its 89 years of operation. Today, Reem is North America's only manufacturer of HVAC, water heating, pool and spa heating, and commercial refrigeration solutions. For more information, go to reem.com. And Staples. Staples is the leading provider in office supplies, offering a vast selection of products and services. Over the last two years, Staples has also become one of America's largest janitorial suppliers as well. From your everyday business essentials to your office furniture, printing facilities, and break room, Staples can do it all. Staples offers benefits to help create efficiencies in procurement and consolidate vendors to streamline internal processes. Visit www.staplesadvantage.com to learn more. How about uh, the idea of surge? Because that's not exactly safety. Now that granite's an expensive problem, right? So, yeah. what do you what do you explain to people? Like, I got all those things all over my house plugged in. I, I you know, I, I don't those do enough? Yeah, I like to say something like like if I'm doing my ten point, I'm like, you know, if I'm going over it with a customer, um, I'll be like. You know, I also found you have you actually have no form of surge protection at your panel. Like, act like it's a, like almost it's a surprise. Right. <laughs> yeah. Like you have no form of surge because it is. And honestly, it almost is surprising because you know. I mean, that's I I did it when I lived at an apartment. Yeah. <laughs> so right. Um, so you even say you, tell, yeah, you probably should tell people that. I don't even own the place I put yeah. it in. Yeah. So, but um, it's you know, it's still my stuff there. Like it was my washer dryer, TV, all my appliances. Right. And so I I don't I don't trust that they grounded their stuff right. <laughs> right. Right, right. So So those are three big ones you pointed out. Other ones I always like when I first got into this years ago <laughs> foolish is you guys will laugh that are watching like, smoke detectors. I'm like, those things expire? Like yeah. I had no idea twenty years ago those things expired. Smoke detectors are a big one. Um and you know they're I'm not the best at selling them. Okay. I always offer them. Right. I don't. I some people knock them out of the park. I think my best week I did 33 smoke detectors in one week. Which and still that sounds was, pretty good. Yeah, that was a good week. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good week for smoke detectors. Yeah. But um, I always offer them and I always talk about it with people. But uh, now that they're wireless and I feel like so many people plug them in now oh, that yeah. people are so disinterested in paying for me to hardwire and install them. Yeah. And I do. You know, I try and sell the value on because we do the. The, the dual sensing and carbon monoxide. Yeah. But they, they're they like, oh. They're well, getting more know. commoditized in your yeah. opinion. Okay, okay. They um, think it's something they can do, and you know, I'm okay with that. You know? yeah. So I'd rather, you know, they can't do the some of the other, other stuff. Other stuff, for stuff, sure. So. Do you get a lot of rewire situations? Uh, no? I probably, no, I think I've only done. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I go into a lot of situations where I quote a rewire. Yeah. Um, I probably do one. I, I normally do a partial rewire. Okay. I guess I should say I'm not. I don't normally do a, a whole, whole house. Home rewire. It's like it's like the, the family room or something that, that yeah. was added on or yeah. something. Yeah. Or uh, BX cable or if it's aluminum, I always you know that circuit's got to be reran and you know I'm gonna run it to code. So we're gonna add a couple circuits up here. But okay. Uh, Very good. All right. So, you know we've we've gone through. So you, you know originally you call, I called you out for a ceiling fan and and on an older house and man you've noticed. Boy, they've got 
arc fault issues. They've got grounding issues. They're, they have the ability to do surge. Okay, you've told me all these things maybe kind of at the end. Let me back up. So you noticed all this, maybe pulled me to the side to talk about it. But now it's time to like write options, right? And uh -huh. let's package this up. You know, do you do that on your kind of, do you go to the truck and kind of do it? You're, you like to do it in the truck. I like to go out to my van. Okay. What um, do you, like if someone goes, oh, you know, like, what do you say to someone? Hey, I'll be right back. I just want to be like, um, if you give me just a couple minutes, um, I'm going to go write all this up. I, and I show them the book. I go through the book and I'm like, you know, okay. I do everything through a straightforward price guide. So, you know, I'm just going to have to find this and I write it all up for you. Yeah. Um, sometimes it just takes a couple minutes for me to find this. And I tell them. Um, you know, it'll, it might be about 10 to 15. Mm -hmm. so. Do you use the guide anywhere else throughout the call or definitely, how do you use it? Definitely during diagnostics. I mean, yeah. cause that, cause people start thinking, you know, you know, if I just said, oh, well, you know, your outlet's not working. It's going to be a, it's going to be a level two or these outlets aren't working. So level three and it's, you know, they start being level $400 for what, you know? So if right. I pull it out and I'm like, you know, this, and I, I just read the book. <laughs> <laughs> I read the book right to them. Yeah. So, yeah. No, hey, if it works, it works, right? Yep. All right. So, man, you go out in your truck. You're like, oh, my God, they've got arc fault grounding. I got, sir, how do you, do you just, do you just go, hey, I'm going to put it all out, plus the ceiling fan, right? Oh, so I put it all on there. So yeah. you just pull it. Now, how do you, like, how would you build those three options? So I guess the, 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 the cheapest is what you called me out for, right? Uh-huh. How about, but how those, those other two, how would you structure those? Um, so being, um, you know, called Safe Electric, I do my options, you know, uh, safest, safer, safe. And oh, so, <laughs> I like that. No, that's great. So I do safest and I do grounding, um, arc fault, surge protection, and the ceiling fan or whatever they needed. You sure. Know? So we'll just we'll just say that those those things are what they needed. Um, and then my next option, you know, I'll take something away. Like I'll take I might take the arc faults away because I feel like those those are probably going to be the bigger item on the uh, on the ticket. Yeah. Um, and. Also, I I personally I think that if the house has an outdated ground, I think that's more important right. than getting a couple arc faults in there. Right. Um, so then I'll take I'll take that down, and then on my bottom option, I'll probably do ceiling fan surge. I sure. try to, or maybe ceiling fan grounds. I, as I found out last night, actually from talking to people, I used to put, I used to say put a surge on every option because yeah. and let them take it off for you. Okay. Um, All right. Um, as I found out last night, I was talking to. Um, um, I was talking to one of the guys, and um, he was telling me that uh, he, he he thinks that you know why push the surge to everybody when you know sometimes there's something out there like grounding might be more important for the mm -hmm. house. So now I think that I'm going to start doing that in my bottom option because then I'll, then it is more surprising. Like <laughs> wow, you really don't want this, you know? Right. Like, so right, interesting. You guys do a good job selling clubs too, don't you? Yeah, we so, do. So will you do you build that into every option, or when do you start talking? Do you start talking about the club early on and? And, you know, again later on, and, and do they hear about it on the phone? Or how do you guys do I'll that? talk about it early on, especially if they say, like, oh, well, we are at these projects. I'm like, oh, well, we actually do a club. So, and then I'll start talking about, you know, I'll go into the details about our club membership. Um, or normally I do it when I'm going over, you know, uh, okay. their options. Okay. Um, I'll do it right then. Um, I guess it all depends on the on the situation. I'll do it all. I'll do it at all sorts of spots. Okay. And then when you when you're writing out your options, is it always in all three, or just how do you how do you build it into your options? It's always so we do service Titan, and so mm -hmm. it's presented right next to it as potential okay. savings, and okay. it line itemizes everything. So it. So you, they, they, you you have to take it out basically. Yeah, they know. Yeah. Yeah. So it's not like there's ever a. Uh, 
a chance for me to like because everyone would be like, well, what's this potential savings? Yeah, <laughs> you know, so they sure. have to know right then and there. Okay, all right. So you've written this out in your truck. It's time for show time. You come in. I'm maybe I'm typing on my computer in the kitchen because I know I'm waiting for you. Like, do you go? Hey, you want to sit down and talk somewhere? Or how do you kind of you know get their attention, the customer's attention, and and have this discussion? Um, I'll be like, hey, um, yeah, so I just uh, wrote this up for you guys. Um, I don't know if you have a couple minutes and we can sit down and talk about this yep. and go over the options. That's okay. exactly what I say. So. All right, perfect. So, and you built this all out. So, you know, when you, you, you know, this, this best option, you can, you know, you kind of explain all that. When you start taking things away, how do you talk about that thing you're taking away? Can you maybe give me a demonstration? Yeah, so I like to let them know, like, I don't. So I give them the, I like, you know, so we'll just do the ceiling fan, you know, this one, this option comes with arc faults, it comes with grounding, it takes care of the grounding system, it comes with the whole home surge protection, and uh, it's also gonna come with getting your ceiling fan up there today. Mm -hmm. um, and so I'll write that up, and then my next option, I'll be like, okay, and that's the, my next option, the safer option. It just, it's the same thing, but you're not going to get the fire guard breakers, yeah. you know, and I try and act like it's like, you're disappointed. You know, like, <laughs> like, like I'm disappointed with them. It's yeah. like, <laughs> so sure. I'm trying to like have them like almost match like, oh, well, you know, I, I kind of want those. Yeah. <laughs> right. So yeah. The body language. Okay. Yeah. You know, I, I need to back up. I forgot to ask you, you come back, I'm sure you go through the inspection, right? You go through what you found first. Uh -huh. yeah. And I should, yeah, I should yeah. that's my mistake. Yeah, so, yeah. so what do you, so yeah, so you got this laundry list of stuff. I'm sure you're going to talk about the item you're called out for first. Can you walk me through how how you do that? Um, so it, it depends on what I was called out there sure. for. So was I? Um, I'm sorry. So let's just say it was the ceiling fan, but boy, you noticed all this other stuff, on, and you uh -huh. have it on your inspection. But yeah. you know, do you talk about? You know, what, what do you, how do you talk about the inspection? I guess let's transition to that. Um, so I'll say something like, you know, well, I mean, because I have to install it on something to make sure that it's safe for me to install a ceiling right. fan and stuff. And so I'll I'll go to that. And then are you, I'm sorry, are you asking like, how do I get to? Yeah, like, so I, hey, I came in and before I, th I show my three options, I want to show them. I know we kind of talked. You oh. told, oh, you, you showed saying. me, oh yeah, you need, you're not grounded, you know, and this is an issue. Uh, I talked But now about it's, let's go through everything, right? Yeah. You know, when you come in, you kind of, before you hit them with the three options. And sometimes I also want to know, like, it's also good to know what they're going to be really interested interested in because if they have no interest at all in something if they're like yeah no I'll still write it up but it's really good to know what um, what they're gonna be then I can prioritize my so options. so you do go through the inspection before, before. you okay see I know yeah. other guys that they'll they don't do that okay that's interesting yeah, I go through so that way and then you can gauge by by the response yeah so that way oh. and then I can also then see like if uh, so then I can also see um, I guess if like not if they're interested, but then I can also see, like, it also gives me a chance to have that, then they're thinking about it, and it's right. not just right then and there. And right. it's not, not just, hitting them cold. Yeah, it's not just, oh, you don't have arc faults, and they're like, I don't even know what that is, you know? Right, right. <laughs> okay, so you walk them through, and then you are like, and then you go, okay, excuse me, I'm going to go right back and write up your... Mm -hmm. I do the 10-point, and then I say, I'm going to go gotcha. write all this stuff up. Sorry I messed up. No, no. But you, you did all right. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so, um, boy, you, you present me with this ticket, $1,600 or whatever, uh -huh. and I go, that's a lot of money. Like, you know, what do you... What do you, you how do you kind of deflect that? Boy, that's a lot of money, and they just kind of end it right there. What do you say? Um, 
I guess there was a lot leading up to that that like we haven't uh, like we didn't get into, but like you know, I, I always ask when was the last time an electrician was in the home, and I'll say oh, stuff yeah. like, did they offer this? And then I'll be like, well, this is you know, this is well, I might say 15 years, they might say a year ago, and I'll be like, you know, well, it's kind of surprising they didn't offer this to you because this is you know, this is about 15 years of maintenance that we're taking care of for you today to get your house up to code today. Yeah. So it's. You know, it's not going to be cheaper than this, or it's never going to get cheaper than this. Do you do you deal with a lot of bid bid guys, like, or, or not really? Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, what do you mean? By, like multiple like, bids, like, why? Well, well, I had I had Joe's Electric out here, and they said it was going to cost yeah. a thousand bucks, and I thought that was high. Now I had you guys come out, and now it's sixteen hundred. Like, yeah, sometimes we get that. Yeah, um, and I just talk about the scope of work, the guarantees, the warranties that yeah. we have, um, and I just try and show them the value of going with us and sure. then also signing up for a club. It's the same guy that's going to be working on all your stuff. And so. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm intrigued by it. How do your guarantees differentiate from the rest of your market typically? Uh, from the rest of people in Columbus? Yeah, yeah. yeah. How do you stand out? Uh, or maybe do, just how you talk about it. We really are, don't have... I mean, we've got a lot of small electrical companies that are just like a truck in a truck. Yeah, and <laughs> that's, what we, that's what we call it, yeah. <laughs> so we just have... Um, you know, those guys who are out there and even going on Google for some of the bigger companies that are our competitors, um, it'll be like, oh, they blocked my number. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, oh, you're not going to get that here. And so just by, we back our, 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 um, our guarantees up. And actually, we actually just, uh, just had one the other day where someone was upset about the price. Um, and uh, we, they ended up leaving us a five-star review because they, were, they said, and it's on our Google review, you know. I, I don't know if it's the best review, but it's, I think it's a pretty good one because yeah. they came back and said, you know, this company actually cares about their customers' yeah. satisfaction. They are actually not happy unless you're happy. So. Right, right. And I think that was a good one. That's so. very cool, very cool. Uh, to back up, you're right. I, I, I did forget to ask you. So when do you, you ask some of those open-ended questions about you know, how long have you had an electrician in the home? When do you try to slide that in? Is that after you're kind of making chit-chat early on? or? Uh, yeah, I, I ask a lot of questions. Yeah, what, uh, are, what are some of the big ones that you feel are very revealing and, and provide a lot of insight into yeah. their mindset in the, in the home? Uh, how long have you been in the home? Mm -hmm. um, when was the last time an electrician was in the home? Um, I, I, I guess all situational as well. Sure. Um, um, those are some of the big ones I ask, and then I always, you know, I ask stuff like, if it's a diagnostic, when did this go out? Did you turn anything on? Mm -hmm. um, I try and get just as much information as I can sure. by asking questions. Sure. Um, can never ask enough of them. Yeah. No. Yeah. yeah. Cannot. Good stuff. Um, all right. So let's say I said yes to the work. You do the job. What do you do to kind of wrap it up? Do you show the homeowner what you did? Every time. Always. Okay. Yeah. And, always and then show. you kind of walk through what it does, or you know, that's. Um, yeah, no, I walk through what I did and what it, what I did and what I installed does or what I found, or if I'm doing a diagnostic and I pull, I, I show them once everything's out of the wall so then they can know, okay, oh, wow, okay. Uh, okay, this guy You really see it's <laughs> in depth. Right. Well, that eliminates yeah, so not, that. What I'm did not, I pay for? Yeah. Yeah. I'm not backing stuff out. Some, most of the time I'm not backing something out and being like, oh, no problem here. Putting it back in. Yeah. Right. So that way the homeowner can come in and be like, okay, wow. Like he did a lot of work here. Like he pulled everything out. So. Yeah. Okay. That's good stuff. Yeah. Um, all right. And then before you, you know, you're collect, collecting payment, and then do you, do you ask for a review or do you always? Get, I always yeah. ask for a review. How do you how do you phrase it to a homeowner? Um, we we've done contests in the past, and I don't know if I still say that we're doing a contest because <laughs> I mean, we're doing a little contest right now, and I'm trying to get the most reviews. 
Um, if you left us a five-star review, I'd consider it a personal favor. So oh, say stuff okay. Like that. Yeah. Um, and, and everyone's pretty good with that. Or, yeah, everyone's pretty good with that. Yeah. Well, I mean, we do a contest about every other month, it feels like. So I, that's right. why would I change it up for that month? That's right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, I like yeah. it. I like it. All right, man. What, um, just kind of our last question. Well, I got maybe two. What, what advice would you have for, you know, maybe a guy like yourself years ago that was just getting into the service side to be successful? What's the key to being a successful residential electrician? I learned all the safety aspects um, about it, and I learned a lot from you know being at work and learning this. But also, when I went home, that's all I did. I mean, I would watch videos and videos and videos on on YouTube, SGI videos for sales. I would I would watch a bunch of stuff on this. Yeah. And so, just it takes time. And just be patient with it. I mean, I was at a point actually where I thought, you know, I'm just not getting this. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, I, I, and then it was just like one day it clicks. So yeah. one day it just, it just happens. So you just got to keep with it. Um, and it, you know, it's definitely worth every. It's definitely worth all the time. That, yeah. That was. I spent watching those videos every night. So, so you're you're a motivated learner. That's yeah. that's something you, you just gobble stuff up. Yeah. Do you still feel like you're that way? I mean, you're always looking for edges and, and information. Oh yeah, definitely. definitely. Yeah. I'm I mean, you're telling me last though. night you yeah. met some guys. You're trading you're trading <laughs> war stories and getting stuff. Right. <laughs> yeah. No, that's great. That's great. Larry, last question. What's your why? Like, what motivates you every day to get up? You know, and, and maybe you had a rough day the day before, but you come up with a smile on your face and you service customers. You do a great job. Like, what drives you? Um. Honestly, I I want to be the best at what I do. Yeah, <laughs> I really I really want to be you know I want to be up there. I know that there's some guys doing 1.2 million, uh, that almost seems unachievable. But actually, watching that video in particular yeah. was what actually put. I really think that watching that video in particular with everybody in the class there is what got us going because our our numbers skyrocketed after watching um, that guy John. Yeah, after watching him talk, um, him and all those guys actually talk because. Uh, we were all like, we we were all like, okay, so this is doable. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, this isn't fake. This yeah. is a, yeah, this is doable. <laughs> and it was funny because we had some guys um, who actually aren't here, but they were like, oh, well, you know, they did had excuses, and then you know, then we start. I mean, I I think I saw my first twenty thousand dollar week after watching. <laughs> is that right? <laughs> I swear. Isn't that like, awesome? Yeah. Yeah. So, and then after that, it became pretty consistent. So with all, there's someone doing eighteen, twenty thousand dollars, whether it's. Me, Tom, one of the other four or five guys, um, there's someone doing that every week. So Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. That's great stuff. Well, Zach, thanks so much for all your time tonight. I, I appreciate you waiting for me, and, and this was a lot of fun. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks all right, buddy. Yeah. Thank you, sir. That's Zach Worley, an electrician from Safe Electric in Columbus, Ohio, sharing with us his service call process. I hope you've enjoyed today's show. If so, please like and subscribe on YouTube. If you're on your favorite podcast player, please leave us a five-star review. The two seconds you take to leave a review will help other success-minded contractors like you find us and hopefully get a little bit better, which elevates our entire industry. And please join me for future episodes. This has been The Successful Contractor, powered by CertainPath. The Successful Contractor podcast is part of the CertainPath family. CertainPath builds successful home service businesses and has for 23 years. We do it by providing contractors with a proven path to success, professional coaching, software solutions, and a member community of over 1,000 contractors just like you. Doubling your sales with a 20% net profit and an inspiring company culture is all possible. Let us show you the way. With CertainPath, success is made certain. Visit www.mycertainpath.com for more information. Thank you.